So Revelation 21, 1 to 5, starting on page 881. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Thank you, Jim. That reading from the book of Revelation gives us a vision of what the king will one day do. How wonderfully one day he will put all things right. Well, as I said, we're continuing our slow train through the Lord's Prayer, and uh, Ben Heesman's going to come and unpack the next line. Just before he, he comes up, I just want to say, particularly for those of you who are normally in junior church, after the talk, what we normally do is we have a chance to ask questions. So if you're listening, and, and Ben says something, and you think, oh, I'd like to ask a question about that, well, then if you can, either write it down, or, or get, a, get a grown-up near you to write it down for you, so that later on we can look at some of those questions together. So listen really, really carefully, and see if you can think of some really good questions to ask Ben at the end. Ben. Thanks, Mike. As we start... Um, do you want to turn your Bibles to 684? And we're going to remind ourselves about the Lord's Prayer, chapter 6 and verse 5. So Jesus said to his friends, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, Close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Let's pray as we start our time together. Father, God, thank you so much that you speak in your word. And we trust that now as we think about it together, you will speak. Um, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so just a reminder, we've been looking how, at the, the prayer that Jesus taught his friends in this part of Matthew, haven't we? And um, we looked at the first line a couple of weeks ago, which just went, Our Father in heaven. And that was just a reminder that when we pray, we're praying to our loving Father who is in heaven. 
And the next line was a funny one. Hallowed be your name. We don't say that very often, do we? Hallowed be your name. And we just saw about how Jesus' prayer reminds us to care about our Father's reputation. And today we've come to the next line. Your kingdom come. So Jesus asked us to ask our Father in heaven that his kingdom would come on this earth. And I don't know about you, but that sounds a little bit dodgy, don't you think? Because what do we think of when we think of kingdoms? We think of rulers or kings, don't we? And we all know how bad rulers can be. Many make bad laws. Let's see if this is going to work. There we go. This guy, I don't know if anyone knows who he is. It's a guy called Peter I of Russia or Peter the Great. Now, he made a really funny law. He said that anyone with a beard had to pay him money, had to pay a beard tax. So has anyone here got a beard today? We've got a couple at the front. These guys wouldn't be doing very well in Peter the Great's kingdom. That's a bad law, isn't it? But many rulers do evil things, don't they? Um, Let's have another go. This is an evil ruler. Who knows who this is? Yeah? The guy in the Lion Queen, he's called Scar. That's a really bad name, isn't it, as well? He's an evil ruler. He killed his brother so he could become king and rule the land. Maybe you know this person here. This is the White Witch of Narnia. Yeah? That's right, yeah. She's the White Witch of Narnia. And she was really bad because she made it always winter, but never Christmas. How awful is that? Maybe more familiar to some of us, Adolf Hitler killed millions and millions of people in the Second World War. Stalin did similar things in Russia. And I wonder, can you even imagine what it would be like to to go up to the White Witch and say to her, oh, excuse me, Mrs. Witch, um, please would you come and and set up your kingdom in Bristol? We'd think, no way, I'm not going to ask her to do that. What about Hitler? Imagine if we asked Hitler to come and be ruler of the whole world. No chance. Because bad rulers do bad things, don't they? And so often, rulers are bad. So we think praying, your kingdom come, is actually quite a scary prayer to pray because we think, well, what's the king going to be like? But Matthew, the guy who wrote down this part of the Bible for us, he doesn't want us to be worried. He doesn't want us to be scared. In fact, he wants us to be excited about God's kingdom coming. And that's because the king that our father has put in charge is good, 100% good. And his name is is Jesus. And we're going to take a quick look at some of the things that this King Jesus does. So our first one, in Matthew's Gospel, a bit further earlier on, he writes this. He says, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed. And he healed them. I mean, that's a good king, isn't it? Who just make all the bad things come good. And Matthew goes on to tell us loads more things about why this King Jesus is so good. Loads more stories about him healing sick people. This guy Jesus calmed a storm with just a few words. This King Jesus loved people that no one else did. And he fed over 5,000 hungry people with just a couple of fish and a few loaves of bread. And that is an amazing king, isn't it? I don't know about you, I want that kind of guy in charge. He can make all the bad things in the world come good. What an amazing place that would be to live in. 
And we're told to pray, your kingdom come, because Jesus as king is the very best thing. So that's a key phrase to remember. So I've, I've written on a bit of paper, just so we don't forget it. If you can read that from the back, it just says, let's say it together. Jesus as king is the very best thing. Great, let's hold that thought. What we're going to do now is we're going to sing a song with some cool actions about how good it is to have Jesus as king. So the song is called, well, Jesus is the king, (laughs) cunningly. And if anyone knows the actions to this song, can you come and join me? Because I'm a bit on my own at the moment. If you don't know, then that's fine. But I'm going to hand over to Jonathan, and he's going to take us through it. Great, well done everyone. Do you want to grab a seat? So I don't know about you, but that leaves us with a big question, doesn't it? Because if God's kingdom is really like that, if it is so good, then then why isn't everyone everywhere praying, your kingdom come? Surely everyone and everything everywhere wants to be part of that kingdom and have Jesus as their king. But when we read the Bible, it tells us that not everyone and not everything does. We all say no to God and say, we don't want Jesus as king. And the Bible calls us all rebels, rebels against King Jesus. And that's why when you look at the world around us, the world we live in is in a complete mess because everything and everyone has rebelled against Jesus being their king. That's why we see people being so horrible to each other. Maybe in the playground at school, you see that. That's why we see bullying and mugging and theft. That's why we have unemployment and poverty and greed. That's why we have awful natural disasters. That's why we see illness and sickness and crying and pain and death. Because everything everywhere has rebelled against God's King Jesus. And you don't want to mess with such a mighty and good king as Jesus, do you? Because the only solution then is to to take a flag of surrender and wave it and accept him as king. So when we pray, your kingdom come, we're asking God that everything everywhere surrenders to King Jesus. So I thought what we could do today is go on a bit of a a rebel hunt to find out a bit more about these rebels so we know a bit more about what they're like. So handily, I brought along with me my my rebel detector. (laughs) It's quite an advanced piece of technology developed at the MOD. And basically what it does, you just kind of turn it on and then you walk around until you find um, a rebel and it starts kind of beeping, a bit like a metal detector, I guess. So um, I'm just going to turn it on. Okay, there you go. Beep, 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 beep. Interesting. Um, all right, well, that's a start at least, because it seems like there's quite a few of us in this room that when we think about it, the first rebels we come across are, well, me and, well, Fraser, Isabel. That's a bit strange, isn't it? But I guess if we think about it, that, that is true. Because maybe we have, maybe like me, you've waved the white flag and you've asked Jesus to be your king. But, you know, if you're anything like me, there are loads and loads of areas where, if you're honest, we say, no king here, thank you very much, and we kind of get rid of the white flag. Maybe it comes to, uh, when it comes to what music you listen to, you say, um, no, no, no king here, thank you very much. Or maybe when it comes to uh, what computer games you play on the Xbox, you say, ah, no king here, thank you very much, I can play what I like. Or maybe when it comes to when you're down the pub with your mates, 
you say, no, no king ear, thank you very much. Or when it comes to how you spend your money, you say, no, no king ear, thank you very much. Or, or maybe when it comes to when your mum and dad ask you to tidy away your toys, you say, no, no king ear, thank you very much. Or maybe, this might be a big one, when you come home, you and your spouse are tired and there's a massive pile of washing up, you say, no, no king ear, thank you very much. So when we pray, your kingdom come in our lives. It's not, a, it's not a small surrender we're asking for. It's a, it's a pretty big surrender. It's a gigantic surrender, you might say. So um, now we're gonna, you're going to come across your little loo roll. So I want to start maybe this segment here. We're in three segments. So just this block here. Can you get your piece of toilet roll? And I just want wa- you to wave it like it's a surrender flag. This is the kind of surrender we're talking about, okay? That's great. Good job over here. So a little one. Just, just this block for now. And then we'll come on to everyone else later. Okay. Great, thank you very much. We'll keep going with that. But it's hard, isn't it? It's hard. We think, no, I don't want Jesus affecting what I I listen to or how I play on the Xbox or or how much I drink or where I work or whether I obey my parents or not, how I use my money. When we feel that way and we don't want to pray, your kingdom come, then we need to stop. Stop right there and stop and remember who it is we're asking to be king. We're asking Jesus to be king. And remember what we said? Let's say it together. Jesus as king is the very best thing. So what are we doing rebelling against him? It's crazy. Surrendering to him in every era won't be, won't be spoiling our fun. It won't be bad for us, but it'll be good. It'll be so good. So we found our, our first group of rebels. It's us. Um, and let's see what we can find with our rebel detector next. Okay, so I'll turn it back on again. Beep, beep, beep. Interesting. Let's turn it back off. Okay. Oh, let's see what's under here. Ah. What's that? It's a, some kind of globe, isn't it? It's the world. And the world, I guess it's it's full of people, isn't it? It's full of people. And I guess that's true, because the Bible says too that it's not just us who are rebels to King Jesus, but everyone everywhere, okay? Everyone everywhere, and everyone everywhere needs to surrender to him. That's all the people in Bristol, all the people in England, all the people in Europe, all the people in the world. So when we pray, your kingdom come, we're asking that all these people surrender to Jesus as king. And many of them have already done that, but, but billions haven't. That's a lot of people saying, no, I don't want you as King Jesus. I do not want to surrender. So I guess praying for your kingdom come means that we can pray for our friends, can't we? Maybe our friends at school or our friends at work to surrender to King Jesus. We can pray for our city, Bristol, that it surrenders to King Jesus. We can pray for our country, England, that it surrenders to King Jesus. We can pray for maybe our mission partners working in places like Japan and Chile and Greece that those places would surrender to King Jesus. We can pray for the world, that everyone everywhere surrenders to King Jesus. And when we pray, your kingdom come, we're asking for a global surrender. So now I want um, everyone in this block and this block here to pick up your white flags and wave them together, okay? This is a bigger surrender than we even dreamed about. The whole world surrendering to King Jesus. That's what we're asking for when we pray, your kingdom come. Let's wave them a bit longer, that's good. A massive, massive surrender. Okay, great. Nice one. Well done. 
But I guess we look at our friends, don't we? And we think, well, maybe they're already happy enough. Why do they really need Jesus as king? Or maybe they've got another religion or they come from a different culture. Jesus just doesn't seem relevant. But if that's the case, we need to remind ourselves, don't we, that Jesus as king is the very best thing. Not just for some people in some places, but for everyone everywhere. Okay, we've nearly finished our, our rebel hunt. Let's, let's try one last time. I'm going to get my rebel detector out. Okay, I'll turn it back on. Well, okay, all right, let's turn that back off. Seems to be something behind here. Let's see what it says. Anything behind here? Ah, oh, okay. Um, okay, well, let's try this bit. Oh, fucking reach. Huh. Can anyone say what that says? It says everything everywhere. Every, not just everyone everywhere, but everything everywhere. Pfft, that is massive. So we've seen that praying your kingdom come is a gigantic prayer. It's also a global prayer, but it doesn't stop there. It gets even bigger. It's also a galactic prayer. Because praying your kingdom come is about asking that everything everywhere would surrender to Jesus as king. Okay, so hands up here if you've ever been on holiday. Who's been on holiday yet? Most people. Okay, sometimes before you go, you might pick up one of these. It's a, it's a travel brochure. And basically, it might tell you what the place is like that you're going to before you go there. And they always put the best pictures on, don't they? You know, the blue, sandy, no, not sandy beaches, um, you know, blue seas and lovely golden beaches and maybe a nice little pina colada on the side. Do you remember those words we read in Revelation 21 a few moments ago? They're a bit like a travel brochure for where the world is heading. A travel brochure describing what God's kingdom is going to be like when it is 100% arrived. And maybe you remember verses 3 and 4. It said, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be there with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. So on our travel brochure here, we're told about a day when everything, everywhere, will surrender to Jesus as king. It's a, it's a gigantic scale surrender. So now it's the time for everyone to pick up their bit of loo roll. We're going to wave it together. This is the scale of surrender that's going to happen one day. And that's what we're praying for. I've got a slightly bigger one than you. Okay, so let's wave it all together. Everyone together. So death has surrendered. So there's no more mourning in this kingdom. Natural disasters will surrender, so no more crying. Illness and disease will surrender, so no more pain in God's kingdom with Jesus as king. Okay, well done. Let's put it down. And isn't that an amazing place? A place where everything everywhere has finally surrendered to Jesus as king. A place where all people who have surrendered to Jesus will finally live according to his brilliant, brilliant rule. What a day that will be. And when we're praying, your kingdom come, we're telling God, we can't wait for that day to come. We can't wait for that day. The day when he'll put everything right, where all bad things will come good. And best of all, we'll be with him. Now maybe you're here and you haven't surrendered to Jesus as king. Perhaps, perhaps you don't want to. Now this prayer reminds us of a day when God will finally and fully establish his kingdom. And, and his king will justly crush all rebellion that hasn't surrendered. And on that day, the Bible says it will be too late. 
So please, if you haven't done that, don't wait until then. Because living now and forever with Jesus King really is the very best thing. So when we pray, your kingdom come, we're praying a gigantic, a global, a galactic prayer. And I don't know about you, but how cool is that that we can pray that in our own homes? Maybe in your bed at night, maybe when you're in the car on the way to holiday, at work, at school. It's a chance to be involved and have a big part in God's huge, huge plans for this universe. Let me pray and I'll hand back over to Mike. Father, we thank you so much that you, your kingdom is coming. Thank you so much that it has come. And thank you so much that we can pray and be part of the huge, huge things that you're doing in this universe. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. And I've got some great questions here. Ben, come and join me. And they're all marked JC, so I think these are questions from some of our, our younger folk today. Starts off with a really helpful question. It just says, how do we know God hears us when we pray? Has Ben switched on? That's a, that's a really good question. How do, how do we know God hears us when we pray? I think if it wasn't for Jesus, we would have no assurance that God hears us when we pray. But actually the Bible talks about the fact that because Jesus has died for us, and we're kind, of, if you like, we're kind of joined to him. We become joined to Jesus when we trust him, when we surrender to his rule. And that means that therefore now we have the same kind of relationship with God as Jesus does. So therefore when we speak to him, we know that God's going to hear us just as much as when Jesus speaks to his father, the father listens to Jesus. So we can have total confidence that God is listening to us when we pray. Thank you. Here's a, another question. It says, why don't we accept Jesus as king even when we know we should and we know how wonderful he is? Uh, do we suspect the Bible is a lie? Do we suspect the Bible is a lie? Because we don't... I think that's... I wonder if the person is, is wondering, is, why is it we don't accept that he's king even when we know he's wonderful? Hmm. Is there a little bit of us that thinks maybe the Bible's a lie? Maybe oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, good question. Hmm. I think... I think part of it is just we live in a world um, which is, is full of people rebelling against God's King Jesus. So therefore, when we're born, the natural, the natural state of our hearts is to say no to God, no to Jesus as King. And therefore, it's not that we're, the Bible's lying at all, or that we think the Bible's lying, um, but the Bible talks about us being, our, kind of having our eyes blinded so it's a bit like we, we can't see the truth fully. Therefore, when we're walking around, we, we don't always look at things and say, well, Jesus is king of that, Jesus is king of that. We think, well, maybe I'm king of that, or, or you know, David Cameron is king of that bit. Whereas actually, we don't see reality because we're, our eyes are blind. Uh, final question here is, if Jesus tells us to pray this prayer, why do we pray differently, differently and talk about different things in our prayers? So we don't yeah. always just pray the Lord's Prayer. Oh, like I see. That, yeah. We? yeah, no, we don't. Um, if you look, well, when we had Matthew chapter 6 open, there's an interesting little word in verse 9. Jesus says, this then is how you should pray. So he, doesn't, he does say in another part of the Bible, this is what you should pray. So sometimes it's right to pray these words exactly. But here he says, this is how you should pray. So it's kind of like, uh, it's a shape. So it's the pattern for how we should pray. So we might not pray... Um, 
just your kingdom come and only your kingdom come. But we might say, um, Father, would my friend Bob become a Christian? And that is praying your kingdom come, but it's a slightly different language. So, yes, you're right. Sometimes we should pray all these words, and sometimes we should use them as kind of a, a shape to help us pray. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ben, and thank you very much those who asked those questions.